friends, and welcome to Break Free Stories. I'm Shannon Gleason, and congratulations for tuning in today. I created Break Free Stories because over the last few years, I've heard and witnessed stories of breakthrough, grit, and overcoming over and over again from people I admire. I realized I wanted to collect all of these stories and keep them in one space to inspire more freedom for others in my life, in my coaching circles, the audience here, and for you. My own story is full of breakthroughs. I'm a single mother of four great kids, two boys, two girls. One of my sons experiences disability. I'm a trauma survivor, a contender in the areas of food addiction and anxiety, and I launched my own business seven years ago, and it's changed my life forever. I now run the Break Free Tribe, where our community lives out and shares stories of freedom and health. I hope you enjoy my guest today. I can't wait for you to hear her story of breakthrough and freedom. Welcome, Kareth. Hello. Thank you for having me, Shannon. Yes. So Kareth and I go way back. We went to college together at Stevens College. We were both campus ambassadors or campus tour guides, and we would host preview students coming to visit our campus in Columbia, Missouri. And thanks to uh, social media, we've been able to stay connected all these years. And it's just been such a joy to to do life with, with, with Kareth and other women from Stevens, of course. So Kareth, tell us a little bit about your story. A little, get us to know you a little bit. Absolutely. So after I left Stevens, I had my degree in broadcast journalism um, and I went to work in New York City for The View because I thought if I was going to be on that path, who better than have Barbara Walters as your boss? Um, but while yeah. I was there, I was introduced. Well, I say they say, you know, I found stand-up comedy. It found me. And I kind of left the journalism behind and went the route of stand-up because for me, it was just the ability to be my authentic self, to have essentially, you know, no constraints, uh, to be able to be this beacon of light and truth, which is what I thought I was going to get to do from the journalism aspect. But comedy was an incredible vehicle that took me all over the country, all over the world, getting to know people, hear their stories, um, and, and share mine, and, you know, getting people to laugh, think, and grow which is the motto for so much of what I do in the world. Um, and while comedy was a wonderful thing, I, I I wanted to do something else. I wanted to do something that married my passion and my purpose. And having the background of comedy means having the ability to get people to open up and um, neutralize spaces that might otherwise be uh, a little dicey. So I do mm. a lot of work in the diversity, equity, and inclusion realm, but I do diversity differently. Um, I actually call it inversity. And inversity is instead of focusing on what separates and divides us, it's what do we have in common? How can we be truly inclusive of one another? But most importantly and powerfully, how can we be introspective? Meaning understanding your value, your worth, your connection to humanity. So I take programming uh, to colleges and universities as well as corporations, uh, doing everything I can to, to bring people together and unite unite us. I love that so much because what it's doing is it's giving everyone the power to take their own personal responsibility instead of pointing the finger at each other. So thank you for doing that work. Thank you. And it's just so refreshing. And you're the first person I called. I, I remember us talking during COVID when just so much was going on with um, diversity and division. And you and I like talked for a couple hours, which is like girls like uh, like in Stevens, like out in the hall. We're yes. just like, so what are your thoughts? What is this? You know, I love that so much. 
you helped kind of calm me down because I'm like, what do we do with this? You know, it's so, a lot. It's a lot. We got a lot going on in the world, and that's also why I wrote my book. You can be perfect, or you can be happy, because we're trying so hard to be perfect people, and there's no such thing. But we can choose happy. Is it going to be a constant? No, but it's definitely possible, and it's as individual as we are. But you know, I think if we can let go of this idea of, you know, having to say the exact right, perfect thing, be the exact right, perfect person and and forgive that and have that grace with others, then we are even closer to having these just amazing, real, authentic relationships and connections. It's so good. And we can better listen to each other just to understand and not having to be right and having to have it our own way. I just love it. I love your work and I love your book. Thank so you. excited. So I have some questions for you, uh, wanting to hear from some of your past experience in the areas of breakthrough, um, because you are a very successful um, uh, coach in a, in a sense. You've written a book, you, you're invited to speak. So we want to hear some of these specific areas of breakthrough that you've experienced and a little bit more about them. So the first question I have is, what is a habit you had when you were younger that you remember that you were able to break early on? Early on, um, I wouldn't say early on, but definitely as I matured, um, I had a habit of worrying. I was a worry wart. I worried about everything to the point of, you know, anxiety and stress that undue stress. Um, you know, if there was something, I remember worrying about getting into college when I was like 13. And when I was five, see, my, my head grew up with parents who, like, you get to watch PBS and eat, you know, drink, <laughs> chew sugar-free gum. And, like, we had wheat bread instead of white. So I would watch all these science shows. And I remember, like, thinking I could spontaneously combust because I saw it on, like, a, a science special. Because <laughs> it was like, yeah, there's, like, a one in a billion chance. And I'm like, my parents always said I was special. Maybe I'm that one billion that could <laughs> spontaneously. But I, you know, I really, I have to credit my mom with this. She said, you know, if you spend all your times worrying about the ones and the twos, what are you going to do when the nines and the tens come along? And when that, while it didn't resonate when it should have, it took years. And I realized, you know, how much time and energy I was wasting on little things, somebody else's opinion, mm. you know, maybe, you know, some just little stuff that really wasn't life altering or changing. Yet I was giving it the energy of a nine or a 10. And so, you know, being able now to take, make an assessment about something, where does it fall on that scale as far as should I be concerned and worried and give it my time and energy? Mm. That was life changing. That, I mean, as a mother of four teenagers, that's something like, I, I'm going to borrow that. And that's why we're doing the podcast. Cause that right there is something that I think can even be passed on to younger kids as, as a, I don't know about you with your kids, you've got two beautiful girls. You start to see some of the same patterns that we've kind of come through. And we're like, okay, now I need to work, you know, pour into my legacy here. I love that. And I love that you recognize that. And that's something that you got from your mom too. Um, so good. So good, Kareth. Um, What is something that you've been freed from? And... Um, Maybe that would be more in recent years. Maybe that would have it. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, and it's almost, <laughs> there's this through line here of, uh, in my book, I, I, there's a chapter called Stop It. And it's a series of things to stop. Stop judging, stop comparing, um, stop worrying about stuff that doesn't matter. Like stuff mm -hmm. that you can't. And, you know, for instance, um, 
And there's still times as an adult where things happen. You know, I gave a presentation of you can be perfect, you can be happy uh, at the National SHRM Conference, Society for Human Resource Management in 2019 in Las Vegas. 24,000 people there, record numbers. Renee Brown was another speaker. Like it was like, like, yeah. And I give this talk and it went very well. And I got like probably one of the highest rankings of any of the speakers there. And I'm reading through the comments and people are like, oh, it changed my life. It was the greatest thing. I needed to hear it. I can apply it to my work and my business. And then like three people out of several hundred were like, eh, I've heard better. Eh, I didn't hear anything new. And I'm like, you know what? And and that threw me off for an entire afternoon. It like sunk my battleship. Gosh. I was like, wait a second. And I'm like, you got to practice what you preach. I'm like, okay, maybe all those people got a divorce that morning. Maybe they all had root canals. Maybe, (laughs) just maybe, gasp, I wasn't their cup of tea. Is that going to determine how I feel about myself and my work and my life? Mm. No. So, you know, I had to practice what I preach and regularly, like the book I wrote is really just a giant note to self. (laughs) Yeah. Well, why do you think I became a health coach? (laughs) Because when one teaches to learn, right? Or when one writes to read it or to live it, right? So it's so good. So good. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. I can totally relate to that. It's like, there's this big white wall with one tiny black dot and I can't see that whole white wall. I'm just fixated on that one tiny black dot and it's a beautiful wall. It's like, but we human nature. It's totally human. You remember the movie pretty woman, right? Yeah. And remember that scene where, um, uh, Julie Roberts is laying in bed with Richard Gere and they, you know, they're kind of falling in love with each other. He's telling her how wonderful she is and, you know, she's all, all these great things. And she says, you know, the, the bad stuff is easier to believe. And I yeah. think that's the case for so many of us. You know, we forget how amazing and incredible we are. We forget our value and don't understand our worth. And so we need, a re- we need reminders. It's so true. It's so true. Okay. So Kareth, here's a good question for you today. What is something that you would tell someone who doesn't feel free? that you actually are in charge of that. And while it may be really scary to think that you, you know, that that's on you, it's actually really empowering and exciting. And I learned that in the early 2000s, um, I did a course, a personal development course, where I realized that, you know, through certain exercises, I couldn't blame other people for what was going on in my life. I mean, they may have been part of it. They may have been active, you know, participants in things that I didn't like or agree with. But at some point I had to own that it was me who put myself in certain positions sometimes, you know, as an adult, as an adult. Okay. Um, And so when I realized that, I realized how easy it was to blame other people for things from our past, from, you know, for things that might currently be happening. But the reality is we get to determine what's going on with us. And and it can seem kind of scary, like, oh, my gosh, so much responsibility. But it's also amazingly, incredibly empowering because that means you get to write your story, right? You get to say if this is going to work, if you want to be in this relationship, whether it's romantic or a friendship or whatever, even familial. Um, you know, the idea that, we can say yay or nay to something and it, we have a choice. We mm. have a choice. Nothing is permanent except for death. 
So good. So good. I know so many have that I've gone through life with uh, being a parent of a special needs child. I recognize I just wanted to be rescued (laughs) because I was so overwhelmed. But what, when I couldn't realize that it was up to me or I just didn't think that I could do it, I saw someone else do it. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I, but so when I decided to take that little baby step and do something about it, I didn't tell anyone because I was so afraid. Like you were saying, it's scary. It's scary. All of us is scary. And for anybody who thinks that everybody's got it all together, that's why one of the stop it's in my book is stop comparing. Because listen, the grass is always greener, not on the other side, but when you water your own lawn. Mm. And people will post stuff on social media. They will make their lives look amazing. You see that person, you know, all in their Lululemon looking cute and got there. You have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. You have no idea. So never compare yourself to anyone else or think somebody else has it better because you don't know. It's true. And you just have to tend your garden and take care of yourself and love yourself. So good. That's one of the reasons I love the idea of the podcast or the book. It's like sharing the backstory that that it's not just Kareth right now looking super gorgeous in her pink. I mean, you are so transparent and r- relatable and you're such an includer. You want to include everyone into, you know, this is possible. It's possible and showing us how and telling us how. Um, that's why it's so great to to have podcasts and other platforms to share. Especially as women, raising young women, young men, um, it's so good. Because I don't know about you. I mean, we're the same age. We went to college together. I'm starting to become more and more aware of the value, importance, and the desire in my heart to to kind of leave a legacy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think about it all the time. And I think about the lessons that, you know, I want my girls to learn. And, you know, of course, as parents, we want our kids to not hurt, to not, you know, go through any of the the stress and the strain, but also like if we didn't go through those things, the things that challenged us and, and really kind of pushed us to our limits, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't be who we are. So there is something to be said for not clearing the way all the way, but giving them the tools to handle it when these things come up. So true. So true. So speaking of legacy, who is a person who has helped you in your journey and I say legacy because maybe it's someone older than you, but gosh, who am I to say? But who is someone, who's the first person that pops into your mind when you think of a person who's helped you in your journey? So I'm sure there's many. There are several, of course, Mm -hmm. professors, you know, my mother and my father, I'm so blessed to have had them, but there is one experience and I do share about it in my book. Um, I was on the verge of a nervous breakdown. I was working for a now deceased uh, man. His name was Don Imus. He was a famous radio show uh, DJ and uh, TV personality, and he was known for not being kind. And he was more than not kind to me. He was abusive. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was also in a personal relationship while I was on the air with Imus. Um, That was not healthy either. Very toxic. And I remember thinking, I'm going to vote to Bellevue or to Bali. And if I'm going to spend that kind of money, I'm going somewhere pretty. So I was very fortunate to have those funds. And the time, and I went to Bali, where within the first 24 hours, I had a severe asthma attack. And I'm like, I can't die here. Because if I do, my mother will come over here, revive me, and then kill me again for dying on the other side of the world. (laughs) So the people I was with, I was like saying, I got to get to a hospital. I need, you know, prednisone. I need a nebulizer treatment. 
They're like, no, no, no. We have this woman, this Western woman who does, uh, she, she, she does, uh, she runs a fertility clinic. I'm like, okay, that's not the part of my body I'm having problems with, but thank you. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, 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 trust us. I'm like, whatever, went in Rome, just help me breathe. So they take me to this woman with this white blonde hair, these aqua blue eyes, and her name was Dr. Bobby. She gives me acupuncture, and she cups my back, and she opens my lungs. She saved my life, literally saved my life. And she's like, show me your tongue. And I did. She's like, oh, honey, how long are you here? I'm like, two weeks. She goes, you need to see me every day that you're here. So about day three, we just start really talking and opening up. She's like, where are you from? And I tell her and like, what, 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 what's going on with you? What's going on? Well, my boss is mean. My boyfriend's mean. I don't understand it. I'm the nicest person in the world. And she just looks at me dead in the face. She goes, honey, I hate to tell you this, but you're the constant. And I remember being mm-hmm. live like how dare she imply that I have anything to do with what's going on in my life. <laughs> And it, it took months of that marinating, right, mm-hmm. for me to get it. And I, she was right. While I wasn't responsible for those people's behavior, I left the window open for them to treat me the way they did. I left the window open for the opportunity. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I was the right. constant. And yeah. that was one of the greatest. And so here's the best part of this story. Full circle, wrapping it up in a bow. This woman went to Stevens 30 years before we did. I just got chills. Yeah. I just yeah. got chills. And we met on the other side of the world and she saved my life basically twice, literally and figuratively. I love that so much. And and just to remind all of our viewers here, we went to Stevens College together and it's the second oldest women's college in the United States. My mom went there, my grandmother went there, my aunt went there, and my dad was just down the street at Mizzou. So, but um, love that. And I love having truth tellers in our life. Yeah. Thank you to all of you truth tellers that, you know, you have permission to speak some truth. She probably got permission from you first. Yeah. And then <laughs> she, she gave it to you. And look at the impact it's made on you. Changed my life. We need to have friends like that, you guys. We need to have friends like that. That's why Kareth's in my corner. She's a truth teller. So good. Well, um, I have a couple of fun flash questions for you. And these yeah. the first thing that comes to mind, just tell me what it is. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. What is your favorite non-food reward? Ooh, a massage. Mm, I like your style. Very good. Self-care for the win. What is a song you blast when you want to feel free? Oh, this is going to sound so crazy, but Hold On Loosely by 38 Special. I love that. I want to go blast that when we get off of here. <laughs> Okay, here's another flash question. Yeah. Well, you have the famous quote, if you can laugh at it, you can get through it. Yes. What's the most recent thing that you had to laugh through to get through? Oh, gosh. So it's not super recent, but it was when I was, it was like really significant. I was six months pregnant with my first daughter and I was terribly constipated, not to get too TMI. Um, and my, I, told, I told my husband to surprise me for my birthday and he did. And the surprise ended up being a colonic. And I hear him talking to the people on the phone going, oh, she can't. Yeah, she's pregnant. She can't breastfeed. I'm like, what did you get me? He goes, a colonic. I go, a what? He goes, a col-. I go, no, I heard you the first time, Jackrabbit. I'm like, jewelry didn't cross your mind. <laughs> and so I, I was so mad. I was really mad. And I go, you know what? You use it. You take it. He goes, well, 
That's the thing I got too. Oh, did you get two? We can go through it together. That's exactly what he said. So we can go together. I I'm pregnant. I can't poop. Oh. I'm miserable. And my mother literally saved our marriage. She goes, that was a gift from his heart, not his head. Yeah. So I laugh about it now, but it was traumatic at the time. Oh my gosh. We need to have a whole nother episode on, uh, Times that husbands <laughs> nailed it, or not quite, not quite, uh, but A for effort. Yeah, you have to have a sense of humor about that one for sure. Yeah. Um, and then one more, sweet or salty? Oh, gosh, there's no way to do a combo. <laughs> really? Oh, well, I'm trying to, okay, if I have to choose right now, it's salty because I'm trying to, like, give sugar up again, so. Good answer. Good answer. Great. Well, I've loved having you on. This has been so much fun. You inspire me so much. I love how you have been on TED Talks. You've written a book. You're invited. You've just done so many things. I'm so proud of you as my friend. You're such a great mom. And I just love having you in my corner. And your stories of break for you just are so inspiring. I thank you for having me. And I love you. And I love the idea of what you're doing. And you're going to change. And improve and affect so many people's lives so thank you thanks for doing this with me today love you love you are you inspired by today's story ready for your breakthrough click the link in the show notes or you can book a time for us to talk about your breakthrough on my calendar there's a link in my bio on insta and facebook break free is possible for you it's your turn Break Free Stories is created by Shannon Gleason, produced by Katie Casada, and edited by Ray Kruna. Production assistance by Erin Baldi. For more information, visit www.breakfreestories.com.